Thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 78. So oft have I invoked thee for my muse, and found such fair assistance in my verse, as every alien pen have got my use, and under thee posy disperse. Thine eyes, that taught the dumb on high to sing, and heavy ignorance aloft to fly, have added feathers to the learned wings, and given grace a double majesty. Yet be most proud of that which I compile, whose influence is thine, and born of thee. In others' work thou dost but mend the style, and art with thy sweet graces graced be. But thou art all my art, and dost advance as high as learning my rude ignorance. That was Sonnet 78 of Shakespeare's Sonnets, with a slightly weird ending, because those two words don't rhyme in our language anymore. Um, I I, I will make them rhyme. You will make them, force them to rhyme. Um, I am joined by by the person who interrupted my intro speech. That's what I do. That's what I do. The, the interrupting... Thierry Hillers. There we go. Like the interrupting cow. Moo. With that Hear very me, bad joke. Moo. <laughs> you make a cow... That's the donkeys. Donkeys sound depressed, not cows. <laughs> Donkeys, universally, whenever they're in TV adverts or TV shows, are always depressed. I don't know why. Like I Eeyore. Guess I blame I blame Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, and, and then there's the IGN, uh, which is a bank, I think, in England or you know, in the UK. They had an advert with with a donkey on it, and he was depressed too. Um, they're always depressed. I think that, that's just bangs. They they could use anim- yeah. any animal, and it would be depressed. No, I'm in a bank advert. <laughs> oh. There is something that, other... that, that you should totally do. Just do an advert for HSBC or NatWest. Uh, I'm in a bank advert. I don't like this. They, but there they is said a... you would take my house if I don't do it. <laughs> there is there is something fundamentally depressing about a bank. It's like you've earned money. Congratulations! You can now buy anything you want. Except what would really be best is you just give all that money to us, and we'll look after it, and you'll never get to spend it. Yep. And this is quite sad in a way, which is why I have no savings and why I'm broke. Uh, I think everyone is. Apart from like the very rich people, yeah. Why couldn't my parents have had the foresight to you know dodge all the tax that they needed to pay and set up a what was it a wallpaper industry like like what's his name in the government? He's now a multi 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 millionaire inherited because his parents set up a wallpapering business. Oh wow, a wallpaper. I think they designed wallpaper or something like that. I'm sure it's something to do with wallpaper. Oh, anyway. We are on track. It's good. It's good. It's good. We, we, we We've are, talked about we money good. and banks. And, and that has a lot to do with Sonnet 78. Because, um, yeah, reasons. That's why. <laughs> what do you think of Sonnet 78? Well, I'm pretty sure it's the first time I have ever read this. It, it, I like it. it. I really it, like it. It's, it's yeah. the first. We're in, because we're, we're still in the Fair Youth. We're still in the Fair Youth Sonnets. The Fair Youth Sonnets go on to 100 and something. So we're still in them. Um, but this is is known as a mini section um, called the rival poet, uh, and 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 the rival poet starts creeping into the sonnet, especially in this one, towards the end where it says, "In others' work thou dost mend the style." 
So we've got the sonnet seems to be talking about how the the fair youth is Shakespeare's muse. Everything Shakespeare does is for the fair youth, um, and and he, he brings everything into the fair youth is responsible for everything that Shakespeare does, um, and yet in others you only mend the style. You, they don't see your true beauty. They only see small bits of it, so it only slightly amends your normal style. I thought that was quite a nice way of saying it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It just I was wondering, uh, do we know who the rival poet is? I think there are scholarly, scholarly people have have many suggestions, but no one really knows who. By many suggestions, pretty much everyone who was alive at the time. Yeah, pretty much anyone who was famous at the time as well, which is again that the idea that like the fair youth must be someone that that people know. It, it couldn't be some random person that Shakespeare knew who hasn't famous because history has only pre- preserved the knowledge of famous people, and and it's that's where people look to find out who these people are. It could have been the fair youth, could have been the son of, of well it was obviously someone wealthy but it, I mean it could have been the, the son of the blacksmith or the son of uh, another glover in, in Stratford it didn't necessarily have to be someone royal who people presume and the same could happen with the poet the rival poet could just be a local poet a local crier who Shakespeare quite liked or didn't like or didn't like yeah but but there are I think the, the suggestions for the rival poet I mean there are I, I, I looked it up on Wikipedia because, you know, research. Um, George Chapman, Christopher Marlowe, Samuel Daniel, Michael Drayton, those kind of people. So, famous people, essentially. Hmm. Although, I, I can't believe that Marlowe would have been the one. He was not He was a playwright rather than a poet, and he wasn't really a prolific playwright at that. Yeah... But so they literally just have everyone who was alive at the time. <laughs> everyone and, and, who, and, who and, could and write. at some point, yeah, had a pen or a whatever they would call it at the time, the feather thingies. Uh, 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 quill. Quill. There we That's go. That's the one. My brain was going, scribe? It's a scribe. It's scribe. No, scribe. 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 Scribe is the person <laughs> who does the writing. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a feathery scribe. Oh, stupid brain. Brain not working. But yeah, it's a lovely. I, I I really like this sonnet. I I think it's got some nice nice sort of phrases in it. Thine eyes that taught the dumb on high to sing. I just love that. The the people who are so the 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 angels or the the people who can't speak. Your eyes teach them to sing out. That's your beauty. Oh, it's lovely. I wish <laughs> someone would write these things about me. That's, I can write. I mean, I I I have managed to write one sonnet now. I'll I'll write one about you. Oh really? Ah, oh, it it might I, be incredibly bad. That's fine. I I haven't. No one's ever written me a it's, sonnet. It's not going to be a Tessarima sonnet. I'm not going to do that again. That's madness. Good. Yes. Just do a normal, easy sonnet. I don't mind if it's a free verse sonnet, as long as the the, the last two lines. Right. I am big pantomimeter. It's just oh, it's evil. It's <laughs> oh, so evil. I think I yeah. And when you go back to think that Shakespeare wrote a lot of his plays in iambic pentameter. I guess it's kind of just um you get used to it. You, you just that's just kind of the rhythm your sentences flow and yeah. I think when you watch a long Shakespeare play, you tend to come out of it and your brain tends to f- fragment your thoughts into 
sort of just, nice just, little just start chunks speaking of... in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how your brain starts thinking of things. It's very weird how, how quickly that happens, I guess. They had that very, very slight thing, much ado about nothing. They didn't really do that, which was kind of weird. They talked normally, as in, we are talking now. But then okay. obviously they had the rhymes in there. But because they talk normally, it took me a while to realise that the rhymes were in there. And just, just at some point during the film, I'm just going, oh yeah, that's where the line breaks are in the actual play. It's just, it's very, very strange. It, it feels it, like a 21st century thing, but, but they just talk in rhymes and verses. For, for regular listeners of this podcast, and there are a few of you, we know, um, where we've been talking about going to see Much Ado together and watching it together and then doing a podcast together... Thierry went off on his own last week. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm very did, disappointed. You, you, you could have. I tried. We, we did try, and then I, you were here on Saturday, and I couldn't do Saturday because no. I, I went to another writing thing, and Thierry is too ingrained into writing culture, it seems. But, but yes, I'm, I am dying to see it, and I did wonder because it's very unusual i think nowadays i mean and and i've had this discussion with with uh one of our friends daniel grosner um who who doesn't listen he should listen because we talk about him we've this is the second or third time we've talked about him asking what line breaks bring to poems because should you pause there and and i've always i've always been of the belief that you shouldn't pause at a line break unless there's punctuation there and the idea of the line break is to give you a, a kind of visual punctuation of, of something which gives you kind of another tool to play with and and he didn't quite see the point of it not have a have written a poem um and and it's interesting when uh, theater companies make that choice when they're doing shakespeare plays do they pause at the end of the lines or or do they not and i rem- i remember when, being in college or all the plays that were put on in college it was um, very. All of the actors always paused at the end of the line. So, so this sonnet, if if they were reading a sonnet, would have gone. Um, so oft have I invoked thee for my muse, and found such fair assistance in my verse, as every alien pen have got my use, and under thee. That's and it just horrible. Yeah, I. I, I mean, you still agree. follow the natural flow of the sentence. Yeah, and and the 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 line break is there to give you a visual a visual grammar i guess it, it allows you to go that word is more important than the others on the line that doesn't mean you pause maybe maybe there's someone out there now screaming at us going no on a bus somewhere just going no you always pause yeah but then sonnets were never meant to be performed no but they were designed to be read read well, well whispered you meant to whisper them into your lover's ear we did we discussed this last week i can do it in my i can do it in my deep whisper voice (laughs) so often have i invoked thee for my muse (laughs) oh this should be this should be a video podcast just just to see mark's face right now it's priceless it's 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 not sweet and lovely it's It's not meant to be I've never quite understood that, you know, whispering in your lover's ear thing. Because whispering isn't isn't a sweet thing. It sounds scary, and, and it depends how you do it. Okay, 
Next time, next time we're together, I'll let you try and whisper seductively in my ear, and we'll see if it works. Because I'm not. I'll just walk up behind you and just just pull back your hair. You go, hello, Mark. <laughs> yes, I, and for people watching, I have very long hair at the moment. I won't have for much longer. Hopefully, I'm going to cut it all off. <laughs> it's still a shame you're not going to have the mohawk. Well, yeah, I, I will explain this. I'm probably closer to the time. Oh, God, no, blimey, it's closer to time. I'm, I'm going to cut are, all my hair off. We are nearly August now, Mark. Yes, yes, we are, even though it's it's just it's end of, of June um, for us. But I, I'm going to cut all my hair off for charity, uh, for a charity that's been very nice to me, and, and I'm going to cut all my hair off. And I'm also going to make a fool of myself by going, doing as many haircuts as I can in between my hair now and being completely shaved. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, so hopefully, soon, when you whisper sweet nothings in my ear, Tiara, you won't have to pull my hair back. It's 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 fine. I think the first you, time I met you, you had very short hair. Yeah, I, t- I tend to... Laziness. Generally, with my hair, I let it grow, cut it all off, and then let it grow. And, and that's it. And this time, I've just let it grow for longer. That's really... People don't want to know my grooming. My grooming on a podcast about what the Sonic. grooming standards of Mark Chatterley. Your weekly update. Sonnet 78. <laughs> Um, what you do? You talk about the Sonic. What do you like? What's what's your favourite part? I really, I like the line. Oh, I lost it now. Just yeah. Yet be most proud of that which I compile, whose influence is thine and born of thee. Like I really, it's it's quite literally saying this. This is all because of you and for you. Yeah, but but it's said in such a nice way. Yes. Just, just... No, like like it's not a burden that Shakespeare's decided to write 154 sonnets. Yeah, yeah. It just just. Well, like, it, I'm not. Is it a, not a, not a random statement? It's kind of just an acknowledgement, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, an acknowledgement of of you. Your beauty has has pushed me to do this, and and I don't mind. And it's it's you. It's all from you. Yeah, it's lovely. I like this sonnet. I really do like this sonnet. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think it's another one of those ones that, if I had a choice, I would, I would quite happily read out. It's a good performance one. I've lost it on my screen. It's gone away. Oh, there it is. Sorry, too many windows. It's fine. There. I can whisper it into your ear. No, 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 no we're not. We're not <laughs> doing the creepy whispering. Bad Thierry. Um, but yes, I, 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 I really like it. I think it's a good one. Um, it's not particularly deep, but it's lovely. Yeah, it's it's fairly straightforward. There's not. I mean, I've been looking at this, and I'm just, is there anything else we can? I mean, the fact that I use the I don't know how they pronounce it. Poesy. Yeah, that's a nice weird word. Poesy. I I read it as, but I mean, it's like the German word. It it it, it means poetry. Yeah. Um. I'm wondering what does what does the voice on freedictionary.com say it as? Um doopy doopy doo uh English saying Poesy. 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 like poetry but just within I just wonder why that changed because like well, I guess it's from the Germanic or Proto Germanic. Because the German word is poesy. It's basically spelt the same but with a capital P and an I E at the end instead of the Y. Uh, it, it says here, uh, Middle English poesy, poesy from Old French, from Latin, 
um, and and Greek. How is the f- Latin? For old French. Uh, Latin was uh, posis, P-O-E with a bar over the top, S-I-S. I don't remember that. It, it has been nearly a de- It has been a decade since I've done Latin. Jesus. <laughs> so you, long ago. It is. It's, I can't. You're, you're ignorant. You're just plain ignorant. I am. I am. I mean, I, I, I have my weekly Latin lessons just to make sure I'm up to date. That's, that's, well, you, there, you say that. You can, there's a Finnish, I think it's a Finnish radio station. I'm 95% sure it's Finnish. But there's a Finnish radio station that does the daily news in Latin. Wow, that's awesome. Are they very religious, very Catholic? No, it's just sort of a gimmick kind of thing, but they just, just. And now the news I mean, there, in there are there are like well, it's the official language of the Vatican. Still, it's still technically a living language, and they bring up a list with new words every year. There are Latin words for computer and internet and all that kind of thing. A microwave. And yeah, well, like the Welsh one. Well, I was I this the Welsh word for microwave was mentioned on on The Apprentice last night, and apparently it's not the Welsh word for microwave. It's just the one that's used by the commoners. Well, there's Pop, also a mic- micro odd. Microdon, something like that. Yeah, Microdon. No. Yes, is just... the official word for microwave, but, but everyone but... calls it the poppy ping. Which literally just... means the yeah, oven that, that goes, goes ping. ping. Well, yeah, bakery is poppy as well, because because yeah. that's that's everywhere in supermarkets around here. Because for people who don't know, Wales has its own language, and they actually use it kind of. They and use it on signs. 18% of the population in Wales can speak Welsh, which is about yeah. one in five. So it's about on par with the number of people who can speak English properly in England. Yeah, yeah. Not not including the uh, the MP, Andrew, what's his face? You've lost me. I don't Sorry. remember. The guy who... Uh, there's there's an English MP from West somewhere. I can't remember now where he's from. But he, where is it? I tweeted about it yesterday. Andrew Silas, Salas, MP. He, he tweeted yesterday, strongly support the loss of benefits unless claimants lean English. <laughs> it's only a typo, but it's an awesome typo. Yeah, but I mean, if you tweet that kind of shit, then... If, if, I mean, if you're a racist asshole, then, then at least... You deserve people to yeah, take this. Yeah, it's it's true. It's like um, uh, the DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act in America, um, got struck down by the High Court, or part of it did at least yesterday. Um, and all these people started going out, going, "I'm not homophobic. Look up, it, look the word up in a dictionary. I'm not scared of gay people." And it's like, have you actually ever looked the word up in a dictionary? Because it doesn't mean, or well, it does. One of the meanings is fear of gay people well, yeah, one of the other meanings fear yeah. yeah but one of the other meanings is just prejudiced and yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like you should look it up in a dictionary it's like well have you ever because if if we're going by entomology <coughs> is the sole meaning of a word there are quite a lot of words that now have to mean different things well yeah homos phobos fear of the same but yeah it just i, I saw one Ugh. I saw one tweet, I can't remember who tweeted it, but just basically saying, oh, the um, the conservatives are very, very sad today because Doma, kind of the whole thing. So so hug a conservative today. 
and hug them very closely and then whisper in their ears saying, it's okay, we can be together now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be amazing. The problem is, is all the Republicans in the US who are really anti it would probably go, okay, let's go to the nearest public toilet. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Because that's where they all get discovered. Yeah, there are so many American Republicans that argued against, um, well, anything gay. And then, or even, they had like priests and everything. So like high profile people who were incredibly homophobic and publicly homophobic. And then you just... Yeah, you just kind of go. They, you would just wanted to distract people, just. just... And it, but it's always it's always in a public toilet. Why not a nice hotel? You've got money. Go to. I wouldn't mind so much. You know, nice hotel, bit of. No, it's, you have to no. book that, Mark. Grinder is very spontaneous. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have time to book a hotel room when someone messages to you saying, "I'm ten yards away from you. Fuck me right now." Yes, That's... yeah, come in. I want you to kneel down in the pissy water on the floor of the male's toilets. And, 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 yeah, and yeah. Ooh. Anyway, this, I think this that... has gone quite. <laughs> we should, I should read this. Just, I've got to read this now because it's, it's on it. It's gone. We might have to rename this podcast. There's going to be someone who comes in a year's time and goes, Sonnet 78, that's my favourite sonnet. And they sit down and listen. It's like, it's just two random blokes talking about gay sex and the Defence of Marriage Act. What the hell's going on? Uh, <laughs> we do we do talk about the sonnets sometimes we promise. should just keep this show going after <laughs> the sonnets are done just just weekly our weekly catch just, up just catch up basically I, talk about whatever's going on in the world or rename the podcast to something else I, I just, quite like just, that idea get upset about shit that's going on in the world maybe keep it slightly literary linked but yeah I agree yeah yeah we could, I, we could, we could use a title from a book every week yeah. A picture of Dorian Gray, and then just talk about how photographers have their rights taken away, and rant about that for half an hour. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's a right, there's a rant in my head about that as well. Okay, I'm gonna read this some... out, and yeah, then we can re- yeah go on to the next one. Blimey, we've only done one, and we've, we've been here for an hour for an and ten hour. minutes. Yeah. <sighs> Sonnet seventy-eight. So oft have I invoked thee for my muse, and found such fair assistance in my verse, as every alien pen hath got my use, and under thee their poesy disperse. Thine eyes, that taught the dumb on high to sing, and heavy ignorance aloft to fly, have added feathers to the learned's wing, and given grace a double majesty. Yet be most proud of that which I compile, whose influence is thine, and born of thee. In others' works thou dost but mend the style, and arts with thy sweet graces graced be. But thou art all I live in dependent. God damn it, almost! You were so close! <sighs> that was going so bloody well. But thou art all my art, and dost advance, as high as learning my rude ignorance. <laughs> well done for making it rhyme. <laughs> That was probably how it was meant to be said. That was um, Sonnet 78 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I've been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter. Um, at inearent is probably the best one to follow me on now. And I've been Jerry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And we shall see you again next time for Sonnet 79. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. 
This has been an In-Ear Entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about In-Ear Entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.